happened with the last one was I noticed it when I was like uh, when I was on Discord with Red and her people. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, my computer would start stuttering my laptop. Really, and it would make everything. Yeah, it's just because it's hmm. it's it's a bit old and uh, it heats up really quickly. Yeah, and I no longer have a pad for it, so. Um. Yeah, trying to play. Oh, but man, I like my new one. Holy fucking! Did you just shit. get a new computer. Yeah, I just full nice. on got a new one. It is good. I Did had you go I hate, a new egg route or something else. Yeah, I went new egg. Uh, what sucks is because I uh, some of some of her people actually like making computers. And what really blows is Brandon Fran's husband loves making computers. Yeah, I remember you mentioning yeah, that. Yeah, so last I was going to have him come over. But then, yeah, she started getting seizures, so now she's yeah. on fucking observation until, like, they could figure out if it was just a one-off or if she's now epileptic, which yeah. wouldn't be too shocking considering all the weird shit she gets. But, uh, but yeah, so it was just, it was, I, I, I didn't want to get to spend as much as I was forced to. Uh, because how much cryptocurrency you... is a pain in the ass. Uh, graphics cr- cards. Graphics cards, oh. man. They're fucking... By the time I went to check out the one that I selected, which is just a decent, normal-ish graphics card, I had to spend an extra $300 fucking dollars for a graphics card. Oh, I'm so pissed. People just trying to farm the, the crypto? Yeah, setting up banks. Yeah. When... I'm sorry, it's infinitely cheaper just to buy a fuckload of PlayStation 2s. Because quite because that's what server banks do. It is cheaper to buy a PlayStation 2 than an actual server, uh, an actual physical server, uh, computer huh. uh, system for a server. Right. Yeah. So hell, for a long for a while there, the U.S. military was using PlayStation 2s instead of servers in certain areas because they were easier to get a uh, get a, a hold of. And you could also bomb on the secondary market easy. Yeah. Just buy a used PlayStation 2, make sure it's wiped, and use that as a fucking server. It was it was weird. I remember seeing like a picture of just all of them sitting there like, good thing about them always being on. You don't got to worry about, you know, That that feeling you got is like why is he why is he taking so long? That every time you start a PlayStation Two, you had that moment. Oh, um, you're. Is it gonna? Yeah, is it gonna? Is it gonna? Fuck it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was way worse with the PlayStation One, but no, it was bad with the PlayStation Two. Was two. horrid. Uh, Jake, we never had to return our PlayStation One to get it. Or let's put this way: the PlayStation One, you never had to use your uh, position as someone who worked at Walmart to get them to return it a year later, <laughs> or to replace it. <laughs> so yeah, it's true. We had that PlayStation forever. I did. No, I don't have that. I have the one that I have. The the that I bought the little PlayStation One, the tiny version. Yeah. And I need to bust out. Oh my god, Jake! I need to bust it out because I am been chosen to play fucking Final Fantasy Tactics so fucking <laughs> much. And part of that reason is Final Fantasy fourteen. In Storm's Blood, one of the uh, post campaign, you know, little end game th- uh, storylines 
it's about a uh it, it is final fantasy tactics and final right. fantasy t- 12 smashed together you're you're running around with those fucking lizard dudes who were like your sort of antagonist in the first act of uh were Vaughn's antagonist in the first act of uh, final fantasy 12 Fran's in it the bunny girl and you're helping this dude and this lady uh this dude named ramza who literally looks like ramza the main character from tactics who's named after the main character from tactics because they took that setup and merged it into what it what the world is of final fantasy 14. and it's so sad because it fucking were it also doesn't kill your sister which is great but it also means that like it is the story is so fucking cool and weird and it's just been making me want to play tactics so fucking much because god damn that's a fun game it's such a fun I game played, i don't know how long it's been i know since I played it's tactics. been it's been i'd like to say it's been a long time almost 20 years probably more it's been more for me yeah uh in the uh, jake the copy that i have at the house is jeremy's we borrowed it from Jeremy Jeremy and never returned oh. it. <laughs> we just never returned it. It just is ours now. Dude, I still I still somehow have Big Bunny strategy guide for Silent Hill. Huh. I've still got that in a box somewhere. Nice. I know we also tried uh what we also tried doing the same thing with his copy of Einhander. Oh that shoot him up. Dude, I was watching something the other day and there was a commercial or something about uh or it was talking about previous PlayStation or PlayStation 2 games and I couldn't remember the name of that game for the life of that me shooter because yeah. I was like, dude, that game was so much fun, also Jake, man. it is one of the most expensive games on the secondary market because there were very few copies made. It uh-huh. is a very, very fucking, uh, it was like in the secondary yeah. market, it was a pricey fucking game. Found that out huh. a little bit after we were wanting him to forget, but, uh, cause yeah, that game was just dope ass fun. Your little Hornet shooter. So much fun, dude. <laughs> that game was so much God, fun. Was, but no, Jake, you got, I, 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 I told this to Fran when I went over there to play some, uh, some Pathfinder and, I told her she needs to play Final Fantasy fourteen for no other reason than the last expansion story. I would recommend, and this is not saying that the rest of the story isn't good. All yeah. right. I do need to replay once I get caught, once uh, Endwalker comes out and I get caught up completely to that, I'm going to go back and do New Game Plus of like the old shit so I can refresh on the, on the uh, Realm Reborn story. But I would have somebody plow through the entire story at hundreds of hours of gameplay just so they could experience the last expansion. Shadowbringer is so fucking good, Jake. Is it? So Isn't that the one that was just released? No, no. It was oh. about two years ago. Uh, but oh, okay. A new one's coming out next month. So Yeah. But uh, oh, okay. I dude, was thinking it came out at the end of October, beginning of November. Dude. It all right, so so the the expansions before it are all about wars. 
a, right. like the a heaven's ward is about a uh, a millennia long war that you're trying to stop. Sh- a storm of blood is about freaking a war of of I uh, of freedom. All right, that you're a part of. I was expecting Shadowbringer to be another war. It's so fucking out there. Really, it is so fucking bonkers. Like it, it goes. It, it's kind of like how I. Okay, yeah, I, I, it always seems like a douchebag move to do, but I, uh, you know how uh, Warlords of Draenor just sort of tra- kind of flipped WoW on its head, but it didn't do it as well. Right. It did. It flipped the shit on its head, and. Jake, the end yeah. of 5.3 had me fucking bawling. Like yeah, we're talking, it seems like I you could had mentioned not, that before. I could not, my throat completely closed up. We're talking, we're talking the end of Tiny Tina, okay? Ah. Uh. That level, I have not felt like that to a game. And oh my God, it was sort of this, it was just someone saying goodbye to some, fuck, it was the same fucking thing. <laughs> But uh oh oh yeah, because on Twitter I was talking about how like man you fucking give me harmony, I start just fucking god damn it. <laughs> like it fucking revert it's like it's like you know you know the uh the, the theory of how everything has a resonance frequency and that if yeah. you just found that perfect frequency and matched it and reversed it, you could turn someone into goo, you know, yeah. what Tesla was always wor- wondering about. Yeah. That's harmony for me. That turns me into goo. It just hits that perfect frequency. It gives me goosebumps, and then I'm a puddle like in a fucking Capri Sun commercial from the like late 90s. I can be that way sometimes. Like, um, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but one of my favorite harmonies is uh, um, Seven Bridges Road. Like, and the fact that they do the first and third verse all in acapella and harmonizing is just, it's yeah. so good, dude. Jake, okay, I want you to do finally do something for me because you didn't do it the last time I told you, and now you still, you gush about the thing. Because it sort of brings it up, like, the last song in fucking Hamilton wrecks me every time. Oh, yeah, that, that one's really I need really you to listen good. to Hadestown now, Jake. Uh, you need to listen to it. Okay, you have to listen to it for one okay. for a couple of good reasons. One, it's just a really good fucking blue uh, jazz blues album, right? And it's also about the uh, is it the Bruno Mars one? No, I'll oh. get into that in a second. B, but I uh, no, it's a I. Uh, I think you're me- you're you're meshing that because I was talking about how uh how his new album is like Awaken My Love. Awaken My Love is 100% a, a freeform jazz album, almost a freeform jazz album that's just mwah. Right. But no, nah, it is it is so good. And also, you know, it's about the fucking, uh, this, the myth of the seasons. Yeah. You know, in, in the, uh, you know, the, Her- or the Hercules, the Orpheus and Eurydice's myth. And yeah, it is so good and yeah that has a lot of a lot of like the key fucking song the whole the whole crux of the whole thing is about a melody that is just so bland and boring but it works so perfectly because they do it well it's like every time you hear it's like oh (laughs) (laughs) but no oh but no i highly recommend what was it uh silk 
fuck, what's it called? Hold up. An evening with Silk Sonic. That's it. I remember there was a single released from that, like Jake Boosie uh, Collins is like on this a couple album. months ago or something. I heard That's a good. single from that album because I had heard uh, I'd seen something where it was being promoted, and I'd or maybe it just popped up on Apple Music as where it was just a new single of stuff that I've said I've liked before. It probably was after and last night because that was just so good. But here's here's how the here's how the album. It's also hey Bob, real yes. quick. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Brothers Quarrel. That's Bob. That's Jake. All right. Uh, so this album is also a concept album about the the stages of a relationship. Right. They're like for in a three song set, you have you have a uh, goddamn you're the greatest person I ever met. I'm going to be with you forever. I'm never going to fucking want anybody else. You're the greatest. I'm always going to be giving you everything. The next song is fuck. I'm always giving this bitch everything. She's always running out. What the fuck? And then the next song is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And within those three songs, like the, uh, I, I'm not very good with musical scholarly kind of shit, you know, like uh, the building blocks of music. So yeah. I don't really know, like, was it motif, meter? The, they, the difference between uh, the first song and the third song in that set are basically it's basically the same song but the uh how, the meter the, the the something it changes just slightly because you know either using the exact same uh structure of the song talk about how great everything is and they slightly alter that structure in the next song and then they slightly alter that again into a, a minor key for the third song so it, it sounds like it's just one big song that just has different stages in it. And it's really fucking good. Even though it's only nine songs long, it's kind of short. Right. But for a concept album, it is really fucking good. And I love Bruno Mars doing what he wants to do. I mean, the kid started as a fucking Elvis impersonator at four. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think he started it too because he was, because I was watching a, a big fat quiz thing where Jonathan Ross was, uh, interviewing him he started when he was two and he was four during the interview <laughs> so he lives for that pasty shit i yeah. love it like because i was talking to somebody like yeah the song natalie is basically the same plot uh, the same you know what he talks about is the exact same shit he talks about in grenade but grenade is a sad dorky song it is such a fucking yeah. dorky song like when we were kissing, you had your eyes open, bitch. You had your eyes open. Like, yeah, it's all about a relationship. You're being angry about a relationship. Grenade just sounds like, yeah, no wonder you were dumped. Yeah. Natalie is, yeah, you're projecting, but, you know, you're all projecting, but it's still yeah. a good fucking song. You know, it's kind of funny that you went into all the music stuff because there was something I wanted to talk about what? that was musically. Sweet related before we got into the meat and taters of of the episode Sweet. go for it dude yesterday while playing wow love was such an easy game to play huh love was such an easy game to play what do you mean yesterday oh uh, anyway <laughs> <Sorry>. um, 
Play so, my fucking choir teacher. <laughs> I uh, I sat here and listened to all 30 tracks. You listened to nine of Bruno Mars. I listened to 30, two hours and 11 minutes of Red, the Taylor version Fuck. from Taylor Swift. Dude, you say it's that? Shoot, that's a long album. Yes. Okay, so if you don't know like everything that went on, so in 2019, Scooter Braun, he's a music producer. I want to say he had something to do with Spotify also, uh, if I remember yeah, he, correctly. Well, I know he fucking is the dude who did uh, Justin Timberlake and a lot of teeny bops in that era. So with so <clears throat> the record company that Taylor Swift was originally on, they went out of business and put her entire like all of her masters up for sale and she was not notified of it okay Ooh. so scooter braun bought all of her masters and refused to sell them to her oh so it was a mccartney situation how uh yes. how jackson bought all of like how he went to yes. jackson's like hey can i get a loan to buy all my masters it's like i'm sorry i can't and then bought all his masters and laughed at it yeah yeah so it's something like that so what she's doing though is so her first uh pop like non-country pop album she's she released earlier this year like her version which is basically she takes oh, the same song so she's, she's redoing a bunch of her and she's yeah okay. and she's remastering it and re-engineering and producing and all of that um and so this is her second one her album red and oh uh, so she's doing her okay so i sort of yeah, get the and, like how these would yeah. be great because it is her uh because a lot of the problem with her older stuff was like it was very juvenile expect even with like the redo looking up it's looking back on your life with the hindsight of what you know now right which and we'll, we'll get to. wow yeah. that actually sounds so pretty she's, cool she's like fixing the production and re-engineering right um and cleaning up some of the stuff uh you know it sounds really stupid i was listening to it through my airpod so i had those in my ear and with pop it's so nice hearing pop and hearing an actual bass guitar like you were talking oh, about booty oh, playing anytime with you Bruno. hear a bass guitar anytime you're still you like hear, oh <laughs> dude like and and the in all of those songs it's more like a haunting type of bass like you know the um the dark and ominous tones type of bass guitar it's but like it it's like you know they busted out the cello for this right <laughs> and so with this one she had 30 total tracks that she wanted to put on this but the original cut only had like 11 or Damn. 13 so she put all of those other ones that were not recorded she put them on here so apparently and i didn't know this so apparently there was a song from read called all too well that was basically like a pop breakup diss track that she made uh and it's speculated that it's about her breakup with jake gyllenhaal right i thought it was like, actually stated that it was no, uh -uh. Oh. no i mean like there's a little <laughs> hint in there where you could kind of put it together right and so this 10 minute long version is that of that song, she has all this other extra verses and stuff she wanted to say. And dude, I cannot tell you how 
fuck it is a diss track dude i'm not even kidding is like, it gonna be like how okay jake i'm gonna separate answer this is this gonna be like your full-throated defense of uh caroline or not uh, uh not roses but uh yeah roses roses is this gonna be like oh. that are you eventually gonna have to pull out it's like I full-throatedly no, no, endorse huh. the wrong parts of no. this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. With this dude, there is a part in this track that wasn't in the original version where the lyrics say, um, hold on, let me make sure I get it right. And I'll probably still be off just a little bit. That's cool. But she says, I get older and the girls you date stay my age. Ooh. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, Fuck, dude, she's out here like burning down houses, man. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're, that is something that absolutely needs to be brought up because way bro. too many people are dating motherfuckers way too young for them. I find it creepy enough that most of my friends are too young for me. Dude, friends. Is, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And dude, this was whenever she was 21. She was like 20, 21 whenever all of this was going on, right? Yeah, and he was like, what, 30? something like that i don't remember what it was but dude like i'm like dude she's like going for the throat but of those 30 tracks there were some that were meh and you could still get a little bit of her country roots because you get a little bit of mandolin or a little bit of banjo in there which in not in a bad way right more songs it's, could stand to use a banjo it is yeah, it is a it is it, it, it gives you that same feeling that a steel guitar does in a song right yeah and it dude, just and it's not nice. overused oh yeah and it's not overused it's like they are placed in specific areas in the song that's so it gives it kind oh, of like here's a little it, extra you, meat on the bone it's sort of like the feeling you get from a steel guitar but without the echo effect yes. it's just high and plucky yeah, but it, it it dies quickly. It doesn't it yeah. doesn't reverb like a steel guitar does. Yeah, but yeah. dude, it, it, oh, apologies for everybody out there who actually knows music. Uh, <laughs> probably. Oh God. Oh God. Poor Claywell and Ham. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. But, sorry, uh, my Jeremy's. It's. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned them because as soon as I finished listening to that, I was like fuck bob and claywell were both right whenever we recorded that music that music episode what, with what? because clay whenever we were doing the best decade and claywell said it's the current one because it's the most recent and that's what's popular right um the best decade for music oh is always the current one yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, fuck it. He was right. Because with this one, it was originally released in 2011 and it's the one that has, uh, I knew you were trouble and, uh, what is it? Never getting back together or whatever oh, it's God, called. That video still terrifies me <laughs> that, that whoever yeah. it is, that's on that guitar. They have like the specific set of makeup that just makes them look not real. And it yeah. fucking terrifies. <laughs> Granted, the first time I watched this was in the bad times back in like, what, 2007, 2008, when I was barely getting any sleep and depressed as fuck. I was probably up for three days straight when I first saw that video, Jake. <laughs> and that person just, it's kind of like that, that, that the, the pigtail girl in School of Rock, the little blonde pigtail girl. Mm -hmm. She just looked so wrong to me in that movie. It terrified me. Buddy was laughing his ass <laughs> off at me. It could have been the adrenaline because that was also the day that shit happened with dad. But yeah, 
It was fucking freaking me out, man. That kid scared the shit out of me. And so did that fucking guitarist. <laughs> Dude, and with this, it broke all sorts of different streaming records because it was just released on on Friday, right? The actual entire album. And in 24 hours, she had like the most streams in 24 hours by a female artist and any artist in general, I want to nice. say. And like it was people were all there for it and dude like of those 30 tracks there were probably like five to eight that i was like wishy-washy on or just didn't grab me by the boo-boo but all the rest dude i would be lying if i sat here and acted like they were not good jake if i if four songs out of 30 weren't your jam that's a good album yeah okay that's like i, I agree yeah that's less that's what what, that's a little more 10%? than 10%. A little more than 10%. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm telling you, dude, I was like, I can't believe A, that I'm listening to all two hours of this. And two, that I legit 13%. It's 13%. That I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> like it it really was good. And I, yeah, man. Like, you know me, even if I I mean, like, whatever. I've always, I've already talked about how I kind of have like a, a a fan thing with Taylor Swift already, as it is, like with some of her later stuff. But some of her later stuff um, are just well-made songs. Yeah. Oh, the, and, but Jake, Jake, some of her later stuff is also fucking just pants on head bad. Yeah. So it's well, and, it, it's just it's just it happens. Like. Yeah, because there's some of them I was like. I would be sitting here playing and listening and whether or not I'm like, look, dude, I was a real gangsta. All right. I was playing. Wow. While listening to Taylor Swift, Jake, Jake, in, in the myriad of universes in the cascade of cascades of the snowflake of the multiverse, where every section of it is another reality into itself. And none of those flex would you ever be considered gangsta? that's pretty good i like that you see if i if i would have thought about that a bit more earlier i probably would have tried uh putting on a bit of a carl sagan voice so but no dude it was it was pretty monster so i'm gonna listen to that bruno mars one though um, oh god it is good it was it, it's it's quick it yeah. gets it. It's like uh, someone explained it to me. Gets in, it gets out. It does what yeah. it needs to do. It's... Dude, even if you don't listen to the whole thing, listen to that ten-minute-long version of All Too Well, and it because it really is. I mean, the back end. It's kind of like an Outcast song. You know how the how Outcast, like the last minute, minute and a half of songs, is just a bunch of the so, same stuff being repeated, like bombs over Baghdad or roses. Yeah, right? they kind of don't. They don't know how to properly, you know, right. trim a song. Or if you actually, I would probably compare it closer to Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. How like the last little bit of it is still like it's it's still going along with the theme of the song, but it's just kind of repetitive and not necessarily all the same stuff that was before. It's probably closer to that, but it's still not bad. That's the really crazy thing is that it's not bad. It's actually, dude, like there's so much while I was sitting here listening to it, I would just have that Jack Black moment from High Fidelity where I would just be like, it's really, it's really fucking good. 
<laughs> like <laughs> that's like uh my go-to reference that hardly anybody gets but i do i'll just sit here and i'm like oh that's really fucking good dude i was like i hated like there is there's a part of me that hates admitting it you know because i've been so grumpy <clears throat> whenever it comes to whenever it comes to modern music and stuff like that but it yeah just that one song if that's all you listen to it's still really fucking good dude cool i like really you know what as much as i like shitting on things it's just something to do i genuinely like when things are good right okay me too there's no reason to want something to be bad all right unless you that's the only way you can feel good about yourself right people who need to who need things to suck to feel good about themselves they need to realize something. It'll make your world so much easier to deal with. You'll never feel better. So just stop trying to make yourself feel better. Start enjoying mm-hmm. stupid shit. Stop trying to feel be- like, except that you're not going to feel better ever. Right. It won't make you happier. It'll be, <laughs> it'll just mean that you hate less things, which is, I will admit a fucking weight. <laughs> it's a weight <laughs> off your shoulder. Like sure, never. I'll never be really happy, but at least I won't be as shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Well, you know, uh, to continue with stuff that makes you happy, I decided recently. Makes you happy. That is that. I have that song. I have that song on my driving playlist because it's just fun to sing along with while driving, dude. It's just fun to sing along with. Yeah. Um, Like, what was it? I had seen, oh, there was this Reddit thread like last week or the week before where somebody was like, okay, look, I'm a guy and there's some songs by females that I just love to sing. And I hate being, I hate being judged for it. So guys, what are some songs by females that you like to sing along with? And I'm like, this is my people right here. Because of course there were people that had like Taylor Swift songs in there, which, you know, if it's like blank space or style, I'll totally sing along with Um, people that had some Adele in there. I'm like, I'll totally, I'll totally sing along with some Adele. Uh, somebody had put that song on there the if it makes you happy i'm like i do love that one or uh oh somebody did use um only one by melissa etheridge which is a lot of song which is a you would if you heard it probably that way um but yeah so anyway uh so i decided i'm like "Ah, it's that time of year and I think I'm going to sit down and start watching the Harry Potter movies, which, which is always tough whenever I get to Half-Blood Prince. Like, yeah, it I, really we've talked is. about it before, like Half-Blood Prince. So I read it somewhere. Somebody had called it, referenced it as the sex, drugs and rock and roll of the Harry Potter books. Um, because it's, it's that phase of high school and whenever I say you, I say I'm meaning it more the not collective. the literal you. Yeah, the collective. That point in school is when when you start to figure things out. Like you have like your own bits of confidence. You feel like that, hey, I'm more of an upperclassman and 
you get to look upon the the younger kids a certain way and like i that's one of the reasons why i love that scene of harry and ron like standing above everyone there in the the hallway where McGonagall's they're just them they're, all they're, 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 they're just taking watching. their time and yeah. just having fun because for yeah. once nobody's we're in the middle of shit we know we know who's trying to attack us right now well, so we can just, just we can just stop so you don't have to cut so you're just sitting there it's like we don't have we don't have this class we don't have that class yeah let's just go hang out let's yeah. just hang out let's do that thing school kids do yeah. when they have nothing to do which is judge their peers <laughs> yeah so one of the things hold on let me see let me make sure because i don't think did i not oh no i didn't okay so and and i'll come back around to this but there's things in the book that I really wish would have made it into the movie like Sirius's will as much as I actually like that opening scene with Harry at the diner and all of that like that is actually a really that good is a scene. really good scene I it's like it really, you know and he calls himself a tosser and all that like it's it's just a really good scene but it's not Dumbledore it's showing not, up at the Dursleys and fucking just just, <laughs> just like well bullying them but <laughs> well yeah not just bullying them but also like dressing them down in a very kind of immature way oh but... I, I was using bullying as a good thing in this oh, okay. instance <laughs> and like but and that's the thing is that it's not as good as Sirius as will right the stuff with the Weasleys like at Christmas time, I get why they did it from a um, like an emotional could investment. Be cut. It could have been cut, so they did. Yeah, but it's not as good as Rufus Scrimgow Scrimgower showing up to the Weasleys and basically it, asking yeah. Harry to be the mascot for the Ministry. Yeah, like to be a fucking yeah. The writing in that scene is some of the best writing that she's ever done in any of those books. Like I love that chapter. Right. So anyway, um, DH part one, I don't have as much of an issue with don't get me started on deathly hollows part two. It's fucking boring. It, Cause deathly, well, the book is, uh, the book is just a slog. The book is a be. slog. And the fact that you in the movie you, you know still think this is beer, don't you? Because you a see little bit because it's it. so yeah. foamy, B. Uh, it's just, it's just so tedious, and I I think that was on purpose, but really it just it made it hard to fucking parse, man. I could not. Yeah, I it was just so much just. Okay, yep, and they're going, and they're going. I skipped so much of that book. Every time I've read it, I've skipped yeah. so much of it. So <clears throat> I say all that to bring it to our meat and taters part of the, the podcast because I'm watching it, and I was like, I know that we've talked about some of our favorite moments, but we've never actually ranked them, and it wouldn't be us if we didn't rank it. <laughs> <laughs> because how much other stuff have we found ways to rank like very subjectively and even with this i'm like you know what else i'm gonna do like i'm gonna spring this on you because i didn't want to make it a bigger deal 
So whenever you start giving me your list, I'm going to compile them and I'm going to make up a point system that like whatever you put as number one, whatever I get put as number one, those each automatically receive 10 points. If my number one oh. is number three on your list, then it'll have a total of 13 points and we'll add it up that way to determine who is the like which ones have the, the and how much was your point. list originally jake 22 okay this is my list do you see that there is nothing there because jake <laughs> i pulled a u audible i'm doing this off the cuff i lied to you last night i don't have a list <laughs> because here's why jake here's why i actually did okay. this sort of on purpose <clears throat> okay because quite frankly right now I have a hard time reading the books and watching the movies. Yeah. It's it it's everybody's personal fucking decision. It's just it got soured for me. It's not going to shit on somebody who can separate. I just can't. That with right. this instance I really can't. But that doesn't mean that this shit wasn't very uh indicative of a lot of I mean fuck, we had a huge segment of it, of the podcast dedicated yeah. to it. It's the reason why it's I never did it. Like I think it stopped halfway through order. The copy of Order of the Phoenix is still at work. It's been there for two and a half years, Jake. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was reading it at work when we were doing it, and so I'm I I'm wanting to work these as we go through of things that I loved about the series, some of which might actually not be about the books themselves. So we'll. We'll get there. And I'm sorry, Jake. I'm sorry your point system got fucked. Your your B plot got fucked. If you had told me your B plot, I would have spent last night trying to find something, find an actual list. But I'm wanting to do it like this. I'm wanting I'm wanting to go off the cuff of like 10 things that I can that I that I will always fondly remember about this series. Yeah. <laughs> and also, hey Jake. That's how it feels every time you don't fucking make a list, bitch. It's true. It's true. Every That's fucking I'm time. Not mad at every you. fucking time you're all like, I you. didn't think of what it's like, you motherfucker. We talked about this for three fucking days. Yeah. Yeah. That's and why it, did, I'm not it mad felt at bad you. every fucking time. I was like, yeah, I got my list. I don't have a list. Because <laughs> yeah, every time you say least... I'm still working on it, I know your dumb ass isn't going to fucking do it until like you're eating pizza See? right before we record. See? At least I'm honest. You lied to me. Yeah, I lied directly Bastard. to your face. I lied with a straight face through text. <laughs> My fingers. What I, I lied with straight fingers. You know, and it's it's tough because like I get why people are so soured on it all, and 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 that's with a lot of things, right? And well, if you think about and, it, also there's like people can perfectly separate. Orson Scott card with Ender's Game because Ender's Game people still read that as a really good coming out book, but the guy who wrote it absolutely hates gay people. Yeah, but people can still separate that. I think it's because of how how much own it own uh, how much of ownership that J.K. Rowling has and will always have for this series because came out of time she's always had a stranglehold on anything Harry Potter. Everything yeah. has to be through her. So fuck anytime <clears throat> it's every, every time it's mentioned, she, that SEO hit helps her. 
that's why I guess I think that's why most people have like I, that's why personally it, that. I've been more I've been more okay with just yeah I'm just not going to talk about it anymore I'm going to remove it from my fucking I'm going to actually cancel it that's what it means you cancel it from your fucking programming from your from your brain space it's just so that's well, why I'm he- like trying to fucking think about it again <laughs> and here's the thing and I hate it. I hate all of this stuff because if you really think about it from a realistic perspective, 99% of anything, it's, you know, the whole, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, right? But even whenever it comes to, to art, whether it's writing or painting or whatever, right? Damn, mom. Is she feeling any better? That's she actually is. She actually okay. is. Uh, okay. Today, like, yeah, came in. She was actively sitting up, and she was doing. Yeah, she's That's she's just okay. got a bit of a cough. She's not going to take any meds. Just cut some cough syrup. Yeah. But yeah, okay. it's ugh, yeah. that, and also like I've been sort of sick all week, and my back's been fucked all week. Yeah. It's been yeah. it's been a hell of a week, dude. Yeah, but <sighs> get back on topic. So for me. I know that people in general, that there's any number of things, whether they vocalize it or not, have a opinion or whatever that's not going to be popular, or it may not be all inclusive, whatever way you want to look at it. Like there's something about each one of us that that could be brought up and used against us in a negative way. So I, and I'm not saying that's okay. Right. I'm not even saying that, but here's the thing. There will literally be nothing left standing. There can be nothing left standing. If we all take that perspective of like, well, X, X uh, person or entity did Y action. So Z is we no longer have anything to do with that because there will literally be nothing left. It does not matter who it is in the present, in the past or in the future. That is why it's always up to the person. That is why that is why the truth of what canceling is, is different than what the social, uh, the cultural landscape is projecting upon. It's not, People are acting like canceling is what happened to Weinstein. No, mm-hmm. he was fucking uh, convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. Canceling is it's a social term of just, you know, my my programming block. You're out. You're canceled. That's what yeah. it means. That's all it means. You're not fucking with them no more. You personally ain't fucking with them no more. That's yeah. fucking it. Now. That also means, like, because there's a big difference between someone backs some horrible people, they agree with some horrible people, and they have shitty fucking opinions that do lead to other people getting hurt, all right? Her shitty opinions empower shitty people to do shitty things to victimize, to, to, to groups of people that are historically victimized. That is, but... At the end of the day, saying I don't want shit more to do with this person will always be a personal thing. Yeah. And also to to 
to boil down your point, uh, what's a good way to put this? Uh, I'm trying to rephrase it. Uh, well, no, and you're uh, no, no. You're, everybody who's got a statue of them was some kind of a bastard. All right. Well, I mean, to and get you're known, to get known that uh, like everybody has that. So it's it's well, and plus, like with <laughs> what you were just saying, right? Her having the opinion that she has, okay, anyone who uses that as an excuse to victimize someone already had that that ability to where they wanted to victimize someone. They just wanted someone else to say it to make them feel validated. Right. And that's just like the also same the problem people, of validating said people. But just yes, like I, just like the same people who feel victimized, they were wanting validation on the other end. Does that make sense? Yes, because they were using this world and this thing as that validation. And yeah, they feel shit about realizing that oh, oh fuck. But we're anyway, just we're dancing so around if, it because we are too we are just two cishet dudes trying to fucking talk about some nerdy shit that is in the middle of a horrid quagmire that is of the author's own creating. Right. And so this is what we're going to do. We're just, we're drawing attention to that. And honestly, I'm actually look, I'm wanting to see what comes of this on my end because yeah, I still haven't thought of anything. So I want to be dancing on my toes today, Jake. Like, yeah. I'm in the corner. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to give you the thing. Hey, Jake, I love the fact that you wipe that towards your camera, but you're talking through your mic on your headset. Okay. So I'm going to give you the ones that didn't make it. And dude, it was very tough. Like I even made an edit last night night like this has been very very difficult <laughs> okay that didn't make should we start with those because i might still <laughs> yes okay okay christmas on the ward from order yeah. of the phoenix that did not make the cut harry versus rufus which we had already talked about both in half-blood prince and in deathly hallows like it's so much more aggro in Deathly Hallows than what it is in the movie, like in the book, like where he burns the hole in Harry's shirt and everything else. And Harry's just like, I don't give a fuck what you say. Okay. Because my that first one was actually going to be, I must not tell a lie. Okay. Well, like him showing that. up the that's hand to Scrimgeour, like, this is what your fucking people do. That's yeah. what your, that's what the ministry did. That is one yeah. of, that was going to be my first one I say. Okay, well, hold on to that. So I have have Harry versus Voldemort and Deathly Hallows. I cut that one out. The, the Jake, book, we're gonna have to stop because your first two are already goddamn on my list. All right, we're gonna not do this. We're doing your ten, Jake. Okay, we're doing fine. your ten. I'm sorry, but okay. no, the fact that the first two you said are some of my favorite scenes. But that's no. good, dude. There's some of mine too, and I'm saying that, Jake, you have okay. a list. I don't. <laughs> Okay. Don't, don't pull the steez I actually have in my bag. Okay. So number one is the only one he ever feared. Now, but I have a caveat. You would have already known this because I've mentioned any number of times that that's my favorite chapter. Bitch, you in act all like I have a good memory. <laughs> but I have a caveat. Okay. Because well, you're drinking all that tea, Jake. The I prefer 
the movie version of the actual duel because one not only because it puts the the visual to it but the removal of the musical score during the duel cannot be understated that was such perfect editing and i love it but i love the harry bellatrix stuff in the book more than in yes. the actual movie like when it or up to where sirius dies that's the end of that chapter and then starts the only one he ever feared which is harry trying to you know harry's thoughts and trying to get away from from remus and everything like that right yeah so that part totally prefer the book version but the actual duel i love the movie version yeah well mainly because ray finds a little puke thing to bleh, the oh, fire which, bleh. <laughs> which i'm glad you mentioned that because across all the movies i don't have this on my list but ray finds is so fucking good and i think i've mentioned this on a podcast Except for before. one little moment yes the <laughs> his um, little laugh that laugh that uh i do the, i do like how he how he chose to portray it. like it it's it's very uh it makes you it kind of makes you think of like okay early tom riddle had to use his charisma to get everything but once he became evil snake man just being evil snake man is all you need to do like yeah. you don't need to be a charismatic bard on top of being an evil snake man everybody's gonna yeah. flock to you because you're the evil snake man so you can just be I, I always consider it an affectation that the like not that Ray Fines is doing. Yes, ma'am. Do you want me to wait to do the No, nah, go ahead. This actually has some noise canceling, so you're good. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> now she's not moving around. Yeah. And I uh, it's an affectation of the person Tom Riddle that he is actually trying to fucking put on that if he if he if that mask ever dropped you'd just be like oh, god damn it Lucius we need to work on this it's like I'm a <clears throat> Lucius Malfoy we need yeah. to discuss something like James Potter like, your drapes are his <laughs> James Potter <laughs> <laughs> but no so yeah it seriously felt like an affectation that he was working on so oh, hard man. because it he need because all this dude cared about was the concept of and I guess this is 100% projection onto and not interpretation of but you know like he's been the whole time like just like I'm the heir of Slytherin I'm the heir of Slytherin I'm the heir so I must be my voice must be slithery I gotta be Slytherin oh let's talk about it oh yes this is the voice oh no but it's too harsh maybe maybe oh there we go I'm like an evil snake tea kettle everybody will fear me and I won't have to raise my voice cause I have magic okay so uh oh no real quick one other thing the i don't know how it came about but the way that ray finds portrays voldemort holding a wand oh is god also the, yes. one of those like very little things like he just ha he has it so lackadaisically it's like, like he's about to hand. fucking dig into some dim sum yeah, he's he just holds like, him like fucking chopsticks because it, he's like, oh, because I have all the, and you know, he's like, that's he's gotta like, be something he stared in front of a mirror forever to get just right. Yeah, and he's like, I'm so good, I don't have to have my hand totally enclosed around the wand in and a if defensive you notice, position. Uh, 
a lot of the time Dumbledore held his wand differently. But it also was very. It's his was like, a lot of his was set like up this. to yes, was set up mainly so he could like, flick his wrist easily. Yeah, quickly like Dumbledore would kind wrist. of be like yes. this. Whereas, so, so what, what would you like, do oh. if you want to be, if you want to uh, prove yourself better than somebody you're afraid of by holding it even more relaxed? Mm-hmm. Of course, that doesn't help when you're going against the one person whose only fucking good spell is, bitch, you better have a good grip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So my first one, we'll go back yeah. and do that one. It is, uh, God, what was it? I just blanked. It was your first burner. Oh yeah, the scrimjow. The first, like when scrimjow was actually my first be... one was Christmas on the Ward. That was the first. Oh one yeah, that the I second. Said. Okay, it was Scrim two and three. That was the yeah. second one. Yeah, Christmas on the Ward will always be fun, just because you kind of like see what happened with uh, Lockhart. That was cool as hell. But Neville's uh, parents. Neville's, Neville's parents was Neville's too parents. much, dude. Fuck. But it was really nice. Uh, but no, that that first meeting was scrimjow, where he was all like. The ministry is better. The ministry is great. The ministry needs your help. It's like, do you still have Dolores Umbridge on staff? It's like, well, yes. Yeah, there's your problem. Systemically, you're still a bunch of fucking Nazis. Just because you don't like the Nazi that you don't agree with doesn't change the fact that you all are fucking Nazis. No, thank you. Bye. All right. Just because you have token people like like fucking uh, Weasley on staff to not hate fucking muggles. Yeah, that would all that is. I'll add that. I'll put that one down as my first one just because, you know, you brought it to my attention. Like, like, shit, I was going to talk about that one. But nah, yeah, definitely putting that one on there. Shoot, I for, I should have marked that out like the second one that I had mentioned because I actually have it listed on here. Anyway, so I'm sure your phone got blown up from the the oh yes Twitter oh yes replies. Luckily, it happened around the same time that my phone was blo- my Twitter was blown up for another thing. Apparently, I did well. So, <laughs> so, um, so I know you've heard me talk about the podcast Alohomora before. Like it was like the first like Harry Potter podcast I really got into back in shit dude it was probably like 2010 2009 2010 somewhere in there anyway um <clears throat> and the three people that i had tagged in that were all on that show oh at some or sometime or other i two of them cat miller and allison uh i'm gonna ruin it is it oh uh, what whatever her last name is i'm oh no jake you're gonna anyway. stop and fucking say it because you fucking tagged them so they may look for the episode you're gonna be a not shit person I want to say it's Sigrid, but I might be wrong. Um, anyway, um, anyway, so she doesn't have her full last name on there uh, on Twitter. Anyway, so we got, you know, there was all the and oh, and um, Eric Skoll, that's the other one. So we uh you know that's why i kind of tagged them in it you know i'm just kind of curious because that's a podcast that i listened to i didn't exactly expect especially that level of engagement just because it's twitter and people are busy and whatever you know um it's not less like some sort of false humility i just didn't expect it okay and i think we're fucking no one (laughs) exactly because i so allison she had actually mentioned this one 
as one of her favorites because it's one of my all time, which is why it's number two. But it's the once more into the forest where Harry had just seen all the stuff in the um and uh the pensive pensive thank you yeah yeah uh, uh they, he saw snape's uh uh tear sperm <laughs> his mind sperm <laughs> so he ducked, but, he ducked his face into the snape's mind sperm <laughs> but i actually i actually amended it whenever i made my um whenever i made this list because originally i had it just the once more into the forest but here's the thing from that point to the end of the chapter where harry beats voldemort in the duel like that whole stretch is probably the best part of the book minus the the train station stuff like it's good yeah. exposition it's, it's just like, the, it's, it's just exposition stuff. yeah yeah but everything like Dude, seriously, him getting to the forest and activating Having the stone his parents there, it's yeah, telling, just saying, Hey, I didn't want any of you to die, and asking his mom to stay close to him, and serious telling him that it's as easy as falling asleep whenever you die, and all of that up to him being killed. Again, the station is, is exposition, it, it's good story, but it's still just exposition, right? And then he comes to, and you have all the stuff with Neville killing Nagini and, um, you know, them running into the school, Molly and Bellatrix. Like, that was really one of the ones that I wanted to highlight because I love that moment. Things um, are the, the, the bit about, like, the battle, uh, it's weird. I like mixing the two because I like, I love, I love the bridge scene in the movie. I love the mm -hmm. fucking the hat bit in the book of where he keeps fucking up on Neville yeah. to show you what's happening, like to show that, yeah, we're not we're not fully we're not fully pulling this out of our dicks, guys. Yeah. We kind of we, we're showing you that his wand sucks, that he can't yeah. even fuck up Neville Longbottom. Draco Malfoy can fuck with Neville Longbottom, OK? <laughs> Yeah. So they're they're trying to show that because they didn't really show that in the sh in the show that much. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like and I like. I knew you I like would picking... mention that bridge scene somewhere. Oh, I figured yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say the next list. one's the bridge for me. Yeah. Because that yeah, bridge scene I, is just great. Like, I know you do. Although McGonagall went full fucking British racist. Like holy shit, take the Irish kid to blow something up. It's like, man, <laughs> lady. Okay, you guys, you guys live in a world that predated the celtic mergers so um the ireland invasions so why the fuck do you understand the ira reference here lady all right minerva minerva if you yeah. won't hold a pen don't talk about the ira like that <laughs> yeah now i have i have mcgonagall later later on the list she's a figure she's a central figure in one of those is it the just parts. giant caps maggie smith no but it should have been because um oh, dude. she's so we, we 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 shower her with praises all the time yeah but i couldn't to ever me, since sister act yeah seriously dude <laughs> so that whole section of the book to me is just like one moment even though it's got all these beat these beats to it and it's hard to 
dissect those except for the train station but and that's why i wanted to put them all together because in my notes it actually says molly slash bella and neville like as some of those those main things for the the final battle and that like yeah just telling neville that there needs to be another person yes and that sense he was he could have been the one anyway to mm-hmm. be chosen to be the one is kind of cool because well yeah. think about it this way the reason Harry Potter is the one is because uh, Voldemort chose, chose him, and, yeah, chose, chose the one most not like to pick him. Neville. Yeah, and this point, Harry Potter is making him the chosen one by choosing him over. Like that's cool. That's cool yeah. to where like he passes the torch in a great way. Like yeah, yeah. I like that. That that's just that's yeah, just same. fun. Yeah. So yeah, my next one's the bridge. The bridge, great. The bridge, fun. It's it's one of the best parts about the movies. It's awesome. It's just it's just dumb fun because it's also Maggie Smith. Just like I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> like that little bit, that bit where she like <laughs> activates all the armors and because you can't not have Maggie Smith. Just like you you see her like okay, this is gonna be your line that you've always wanted to do that. It's like. Like okay, bitch, let's roll up these sle- these yeah. lace sleeves and let's get to work. And well, she just and, acts. <laughs> and it's like in Half Blood Prince, like in that scene that's only in the movie where she's like, "Why uh, is it so that it's always, always you three? <laughs> and there's like, frankly, I've been asking myself that for five years. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because isn't it Ron who says that? Yeah. Yeah. It's Ron. Fuck. Yeah. I was gonna be. <laughs> What's your? You can what, still. What are we you on? can still three? use that as your next one. We're yes, on three. We're on three. Okay. I'm about to start three. Okay. okay, you ready? Number three, parting of the ways in Goblet of Fire, the actual chapter. But I gave us a, a special call out to him giving the money to Fred and George. To oh start, yeah. To start the the business, and not only that, but it it shows that divide that. The, the strong divide that shows up in Order of the Phoenix between Dumbledore and the Ministry, if they could have added some of that to the end of Goblet instead of this, the final scene that we had, even if, if they would have parsed that down and just put in Harry in there and then having Fudge and Dumbledore argue and Molly being like, what's going on? Like, even if they would have left out him giving the money to Fred and George and just put that part, it would have added so much more to order as a film, but everything in there, like, you know, Molly trying to comfort him and him breaking down and, you know, Molly having that like strong mother kind of scene with Harry is just, it's gut wrenching, dude. It's yeah, so that good. one I is love that chapter. You know what? My next one is somewhat related. All right. I'm not going to do the, 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 that scene, but there are going to be a couple ones from fucking uh, the fifth movie on mine, but I uh, next one's going to be order related. I love because it's the best. I love the setup of uh, <clears throat> how Fred and George are being complete shit birds to fuck up everything but they don't do it around testing time. Mm-hmm. They, cause they still have that sense of, although it's weird that they have it now because they were actively fucking tricking people into hurting themselves for their own fucking testing purposes before, before Hermione's yeah. like, oh, Hey, Hey assholes. No, 
they have to give informed consent you stupid fucks and then mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah wizards are horrible okay informed consent <laughs> we'll do that from now on like uh it's like yeah they stop they stop so people can fucking test and then right when shit's done they rip everything apart they fucking yeah. do they set off well hey hey maggie smith they set off pipe was... bombs they set off magical yeah. pipe bombs they they fuck everything up yeah. and then just leave they're just gone because they just fuck out. you you know like, and i was i was thinking about that yet whenever i was watching order and then into half-blood prince like them basically dropping out of school and then harry ron and hermione drop out of school draco drops out of school no no or is he still in it in deathly oh Hallows? he's still in it in okay Hallows. yeah so it's just because remember it's, uh crab dies Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's just really interesting to see the the ones that did drop out, basically. And you know, Fred and George went the route of our Uncle Howdy and quit just a few months before before being done. <laughs> like, um, it's it's just something that was just really fascinating, especially whenever you think about the jobs that harry ron and hermione go on to to have and do so without completing hogwarts and it's just like well you you know you've got plenty of personal well she did she went back and did it she she got her ged yeah she went back to fucking hogwarts to finish that year do you really fucking think she wouldn't jake it's true. You might be right, but no, I know she it, actively it did. Like was that was never, they explained that that's what they mentioned. did, and Ron and Harry said, "Fuck that noise." Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just found that interesting. But anyway, okay, number four, the fool, Dobby, frowny face, and that's all I'll say. The death didn't really hit me. It really wasn't it, like. It sucked. I loved. I loved because inside. The, oh, dude. Yeah, they are. Uh, but no, I love the ambiance of the scene. Like just the simple fact of like every time he dug, he was just thinking. He was just yeah. thinking, and it finally the starts clicking. Like the horror where he disassociates the whole the yeah. whole disassociation of it all. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I get, I get, I fully get, dude. And I like that. But you know, it's just simple fact of like any. It, I've you consume media. If you see someone like, oh, we see Bellatrix throw a knife, like Bellatrix threw a knife, but even before we disappeared, like, yeah, somebody's dead. Question is, is it going to be Luna? No, it's not because she has fucking fan appeal. Is it going to be Dean? Oh, come on. Please don't do that. Please don't do that, Joe. Joe. (laughs) Joe. Joe. Even though this is me speaking before we realized a lot of shit about you, Joe, don't. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so it was just one of those things. It's just never the actual dead never really got me but it was a yeah. good written scene i'll give that yeah I, and i like both versions i thought the movie did a really good job in choosing it as the end point of even though i expected the first film to end when they were caught like and going to the malfoys i figured it would have stopped there but i did i have no issues with it ending with with dobby's death yeah when they were they were um, uh kidnapped by steven tyler's shitty cousin <laughs> steven tyler pjs steven tyler pjs <laughs> like no shit like that was like that is like that dude is like man oh dear god it's like, but 
but also it makes sense thematically that the death of Dobby is when the story turns because like, and I was thinking about it last night whenever I finished watching uh, Deathly Hallows part one and it shows Voldemort like getting the, the, the elder wand. And I was like, that was so brilliantly written in the book is that Harry's like, he can, he knows that's what Voldemort's doing. Yes. He made that, he, he actively he's, made that choice by at, talking to the, to who and, he chose to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And he, in his grief, that overrode everything and it, let, and it led him to clarity i yeah. like that I, yeah. I love the visual representation in the book they they did yeah. a very good job ending it in the, or i'm sorry in the movie they did a very good job part in my opinion ending it in the movie yeah because that is a very good uh third act turn of all is lost like fuck he's got the wand but yeah. harry's choosing to continue the quest instead of his own selfish yep. thing which is yeah, <clears throat> which is explained more in the book. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so what would you have as number four, Bob? Uh, Let's see. I was just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> oh. The pincers. That whole I... scene. The whole Felix Felicis scene in the movie. The movie is so well done. Radford is doing such a good job, which found out he did such a good job playing that fucking punch drunk because... Apparently, the last five, four movies, he was drunk off his ass through half of them. But, uh, yeah, just that whole scene of him just being like, okay, how, how, how are you going to act being just super lucky? It's like, okay, I'm going to be manic. I'm going to be slightly drunk. Let's go on a walk! <laughs> so he yep. does that super drunk thing. He's like, we're out of beer, but we can't drive because we're not horrible people. Let's walk to Kroger! <laughs> like, oh shit, Kroger just closed. Let's walk to the one on Nicholasville Road. <laughs> and like, dee -dee 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 -dee. <laughs> Let's walk two extra miles. You mean the to... one on Tate's Creek? Tate's Creek, you. went to you. Tate's Creek, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it was great. It was awesome. <clears throat> I have that on my list, but whenever we get to it, I'll just mention nice. what number it was and move on. But, but yeah, the the book was fun, but nothing was better than him. It was like the, the very misunderstood creature. It's probably the pencils. Like oh, I guess it may be that. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like Jesus fucking Christ, Harry, what the fuck? <laughs> like my best friend just died. Fuck. Well, and like, not just that, <laughs> but like Fang howling with Slughorn, where he's like, Aragog, ooh, <laughs> starts howling, like, with the way that Jim Broadbent is delivering those God, lines. Yes, that whole thing, so yeah, good. and Broadbent acts up a fucking storm. Yes, he does. And it makes a lot more sense in the movie than the book about, yeah. like, his feelings towards Lily and how that worked to yep. get him to, like, yeah, no, it showed, it showed, because, like, in... The book, he always is just portrayed as an opportunistic little shit. All right. Yeah. Shockingly enough, the dude who collects children at school f isn't as creepy as that. He's just very, it's just, I need connections. I want connections. I have to have them. It's just, it helps me. It's where I got to where I am. But like, just that story about the goldfish was so good yeah god that whole fucking scene is great so yeah the that is Felicis. the best thing added that well and that's why on my list i put aragog's funeral movie but that is the best addition that is not in the books that shows up in any of the movies with you know uh 
the i mean of course the funeral is in the books but not in the same way that yeah. it's performed and then the story that he tells that just about that little that, fish yes that is that is Fucking that is adding that is dude. proper oh. adding yes anyway okay so number five right yeah number five sure <laughs> harry's owls patronus whenever he's doing his defense against the dark arts owl test and he's got that little old wizard guy from the ministry so harry like fucking of course smokes the defense against the dark arts and that old wizard is like so i've heard that you can actually uh create a corporal or corporate however you Corporeal. say it. yeah uh patronus <clears throat> Would you mind, you know, could you show me just for, you know, some extra points and hair and in the, it's the writing is so good because it's like, he looks at, he looks at Umbridge and smiles thinking of her getting sacked and then produces that. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Oh dude. It's such a nut flex. What would have been great if you just like, Hey <sighs> bitch, half the people in my year can do it. A winky face. <laughs> dude. And it's, it's so good. And there's one, so something that I, I did leave off the list which i'll kind of just go ahead and say but whenever they start not only start dumbledore's army but the way it's written in the books where fred and george knew about it because i even put on here fred and george knowing about harry's patronus bossness like whenever they're sitting in there and someone asks harry about being able to do a patronus and uh fred and george are like yeah we knew mom told us but she also said not to say anything she figured that you get enough attention, as enough attention. she ain't wrong <laughs> dude the, uh, like harry and fred and george is like yeah and because like of that a, dynamic i do kind of like the the lack of dynamic that they have with ron yeah like that i fully get like <laughs> i get that <laughs> like that there's that idea of like yeah it's like doesn't matter how good you are you're still gonna be the brother like you know hi person that i had a that the first person I ever had a crush on that i haven't met in six years who i don't know how you fucking knew him at all because maybe you spent a year in the same school as him when you were fucking six but the first time it's like oh hey you we did yeah you are that person how's your brother <laughs> like fuck off lady <laughs> Your face is so red, I hate you. <laughs> no, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, why can't we upload the video of this? Because it would be so perfect. Like, because I don't have my video editing, so I don't have any video editing software. Your <laughs> complete disdain and my knowing exactly the story you're telling is just oh that's some bullshit, is what it is, Jacob. <laughs> Although it would be hilarious if I did upload this because you know, right up here. Like right there, I got a whale with a fucking mustache on. <laughs> it's so fucking apparent today. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, Bob. What what would I'm you say? I'm going to do the bridge. Five? This is the point I'm going not the bridge. Uh this is the point I'm going to do the uh the always you three section. Oh, that okay. always you three yeah. is just so good. That's where I'm going to put it. It's just so fun because she's just guys, like no shit. Someone was fucking like Come on. How are you there? How are you fucking there? You were in front of the fucking pub. You saw the thing. How? Motherfucker, how? 
And they're and I'm just like, bitch, I've been asking myself that since I was twelve. Okay. <laughs> you any you have any idea what eleven year old had to fucking fight a giant stone golem? Okay? I had to play a fucking chess match with the giant I had to sit on a metal horsey and get fucking attacked. I had to sacrifice myself at eleven. At eleven, lady. Fuck off, alright? I don't I, I ain't playing no more, McGonagall. I ain't playing. <laughs> I just feel like that's going on a loop in Ron's head like 24-7. Yeah. That's funny. And it's good that you mentioned McGonagall because number six is my McGonagall entry. Okay. Number six. <laughs> Deathly Hallows. Uh Harry and Luna are in Ravenclaw Tower. Oh God, yeah! Getting ideas for the diadem. Whenever the the Caro uh, siblings come in, and they're under the invisibility cloak, and McGonagall is uh, dressing them down. And what is it that he does to McGonagall? And Harry he, throws he off... cruciatus her. He fucking well, puts. Does he actually do yeah. that to her? Okay, so Harry throws off the invisibility. Oh, no, wait, I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. He just fucking backhands her or some shit. Yeah, that's what it is. And Harry's like, you should have done that. And then he, and he cruciates that him. Dude. Yeah. So number six is Harry protecting McGonagall. And I'm just like, oh, no, he spit. He spit in her face. Oh, that, that's what yeah. it was. Because McGonagall's like, that was a stupid thing to do, Potter. He's like, well, he spat at you. And she's like, well, you know, as, as chivalrous as that may have been, probably not a great idea. But that moment, I fucking love and adore so much, dude. Yeah, that was that was just a great moment because <sighs> because, yeah, McGonagall has always been like, you know, she you know, she's good people, but she is always, always trying her best to be Switzerland. In all yeah. things, she just she does her job. She protects her people, but she needs to try to stay that matronly neutral. She is well, and not just that. She is pragmatic. That's a great way to put it. Like she may have the way that she leans one way or another, but this is how you can tell she was a hat stall is that she has that pragmatism, which is kind of a big thing about Ravenclaw, right? Is that you have that little bit of being able to do both sides or see both sides from a reasonable perspective. Oh, good. She's a centrist. <laughs> centrist in uh, the, no, I'm saying she's not because if she, uh, cause the problem with, with, you know, I don't being think she's that, a centrist. I being think that she's pragmatic, pragmatic kind of thing of is, you know, I just won't get involved. It's it's just something you're not supposed to do in this instance. Uh, no, nah, if, if you choose not to get involved, yeah, if you choose not to get involved when uh, one side is, uh, when not involving yourself gives one person an advantage, you're tacitly agreeing. Because Ollivander was a Ravenclaw also, but he really is the one other... nerd. The one nerd. <laughs> Is a fucking re he's a wild Jake. I am shocked at this, <laughs> but he, you know, he's the other side of it, right? Like he shows his pragmatism in the very first time we see him is that he's telling Harry, like, look, Voldemort did great things as terrible as those things may have been terrible. Yes. Are, but, but 
Great indeed. Yes. John, like, I'm sorry, John Hurt. You need to stop John hurting, okay? Because you're making me John Hurt, all right? When you act, you act too much, my guy. I love oh, you to man. death. He was like, terrible indeed. Yes, but great. It's like, bitch, I'm 10. <laughs> like, like it, I just turned 11, my guy, and you're, I'm stuck in a room with with an overacting John Hurt. Um, I'm going to need an adult, and just so as you know, my adult is 12 feet tall, okay? My, he was 12 feet tall, and he was uh, he was in GoldenEye, so um, stop. <laughs> GoldenEye and The World is Not is yeah, the but, world not Enough, the second one. The World is Not Enough, he's a bad guy. Or Tomorrow Never Dies. No, World is Not Enough is the next one. Tomorrow Never Dies is, wait. Okay, so he was he was in the first two Brosnan films. I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies. I think you it might was be right. Tomorrow might tomorrow have been first. Dies, then it goes because I think we had the same and, and conversation during our Bond Probably. themes. Probably. <laughs> anyway, but uh, okay. So what would you have, Bob? Hmm. It's just something that I always fucking think of. And we're, what were you on six? Yes. I always think of the scent of the love potion. I'll always love that because it remind it reminded me so much of like how much I love the smell of grass. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite combinations is gasoline and gas, cut gas and uh, cut gas and grass. All right. It's just it's a gas and grass. Nobody rides for free. <laughs> it's just it's just that fucking smell because, you know, growing up, how humid it was, like the smells were very yeah. pungent and it just smelled so fucking good. It reminded me of, you know, being exhausted on a Saturday afternoon and watching fucking wrestling like that. They reminded me of yeah. that. Of course, that also automatically makes me remember every time I think of it. That time I put the weed eater into the fucking uh, uh, the electric box and fried myself, and my arms were shaking for two weeks. <laughs> and it's funny you mention that because this is one thing. This is a subtlety that the movie, the Half Blood Prince movie, does really well. Is we know like you know hermione has her smells and one of the things she says is uh spearmint toothpaste right and in the movie whenever harry arrives at the burrow and she goes to give him a hug she's actually holding a toothbrush yeah and it's just like it's and that's the thing is that the book is great with subtleties right like it it tells you a lot but you have whenever you reread it so also, many times, you start to pick up on stuff but the fact that they put something <clears throat> like that in there and it i know they did that for some... the movie but they didn't need to just for one simple reason her parents are dentists something you don't think of until like someone actively that's tells true. you yes she probably likes the the that's one of her uh key smells because yeah that's home it's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah, most likely it's home, but but they wanted it. They wanted to give you a a quick primer, uh, 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 a subliminal primer. So they added it in the movie, which was good. It mm -hmm. was good. It, it it isn't absolutely needed, but then you'll have people all like, "Ding! Why is she talking about fucking uh, uh gum here?" 
another sin. Yeah. Like you'd get people constantly fucking talking about like, what the fuck is she talking? Like, it's like, hey, bitch, she's a fucking, her family is a dentist. Okay. Yeah. All right. Her dad's that fucking elf from Rudolph. Just chill. Okay. <clears throat> but hey. no. No, huh. go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're right. here the next So one, my right? number, my number seven was the Aragog's funeral, which we already talked about. So I'm going to use this time to insert one that I left off of my list. Okay. And it's only in the movies and it's only in order of the Phoenix. And it's the Gary Oldman slash serious half wink. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but yes, that is so fucking good. That Gary oh. Oldman wink is so good. And it's not even a full wink. He just does a little. Yeah, that is like just, that is just twitch. good. That is it's good. Like scene smooth. Acting. It's like, you know, like just that smooth operator type, you know, not like in a sexy way, but he's just like so smooth. He's just like, you know, he's like, I agree with you and gives a little half wink so that it's not as noticeable. And it's just it's fantastic, dude. It's one of the best things in the movies. Love it. So now we're on we're on seven, right? Yep. <clears throat> so I just have four more to think of. Okay. Including you know seven, what? yes. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, use it on this one. <clears throat> it's the... You're still muted. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, had a, I had a cough. I had to clear out my throat. It's the line that truly started an era okay is it the opening line from the first book feet like baby dolphins <laughs> what started what started because because i was reading the first one again i was talking about wanting to do what the fuck potters sure oh, that first Bob. line that i wrote in was you know the fact that the fact that i uh, that I also called him Gandalf. The fact that Dumbledore was rocking around boots to make his booty go pop. All right, because he was actively wearing high-heeled boots, not regular, not heeled boots, high-heeled boots, boots. Yep. high-heeled, high-heeled buckle boots. All right. So that was great. That was awesome. You know, Dumbledore's got some, got some clap on him. But it was the feet like baby dolphins that fucking cemented it, Jake. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? I saw my first baby dolphin this week. There was like a video being posted of a dolphin giving birth, and I finally saw what a baby dolphin looks like. Also saw how they're born, and it's kind of fucked up. They're kind of like just smashing the baby's body up against the fucking uh, the seafloor to try and cram it out them. It was, it was like, get out of me! <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be my number seven. My number seven is feet like baby dolphins because of it started. It is what it is what cemented the start of the what the fuck Potters, which we originally need to get it was back just to. me. We really me just like back to typing it, shit out on. Uh, if you want to do them, go for it. I don't think I can read the books. That's really all there is to it. I don't uh, have them with me, but but uh, it was originally me just like reading them every now and again and just writing shit on Facebook, and then I got a memory like a, a a history thing, and I was like. Oh, fuck. Hey, why don't we make this a thing? I probably could make this a thing. I'll start reading the first book again, see what we could do. But yeah, that was the start of it. That was the true start of it. It's it was true. Feet Like it Baby really Dolphins. Was. It really was. <laughs> All right, what's your next to Jake? 
All right, number eight is The Tale of the Marauders in Prisoner of Azkaban. The book version, not book. the movie. Absolutely. You should never, ever say the movie version. The no. only fun thing about the movie version is, right here is where you lie. Your heart is where you live. It's like, bitch, he's a, fucking, he's a werewolf. You know, you've known him since he was fucking 10. You know this is doing shit. It's like, this heart is where you reside. This heart. <laughs> it's just Gary Oldman. That, Gary that was absolutely Gary Oldman. Everything. like yeah that was great well, and that's just like in in chamber of secrets like bran all bran eyeing all over everything is oh. just amazing emma thompson emma, emma thompson's like oh, you over think, everything I, I hate the fact that uh, this is uh, stealing a joke from riff tracks is like she looked at her ex-husband's performances and thought you call that hammy <laughs> oh it's true dude she fucking oh. she swank for them fences she really did so yeah so the story of the marauders whenever sirius and remus mainly remus is telling the story of them as kids and everything else um is fantastic and it and it built and it starts the the foundation of the whole like james was kind of like draco uh, kind of he actively was there's no kind of he actively was draco malfoy and harry was snape so you know except he had friends unlike you know snape really you know it doesn't talk about like the the friends. the only reason he had friends is because quite frankly weasley knew who he was and was very very kind to him so therefore her son's like hey okay mom noted him i'll that's somebody to talk to now if that didn't happen, yeah. What like it's just that simple fact of like, yeah, he spent his entire life getting fucking. He actively is Snape, like he grew up in an yeah. abusive environment. Like it, there's no, there was no hope for that kid if uh, if I uh, if Molly Weasley didn't fucking step in. All right, yeah. if he didn't ask Molly Weasley, what the fuck is nine and three quarters? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob number eight okay um oh shit i had it a second ago uh oh here i'm gonna i'm gonna let you talk i'm gonna mute myself real quick while i walk off camera for just a second oh i'm, I'm gonna wait listening. i'm gonna wait <clears throat> i can't hear you question is he's taking a piss or a shit or is he having a quick wake i know you can hear me that sun will come out tomorrow bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun <laughs> can you still hear me in your ears jake tommy tommy can you hear me can you feel me near you dr lector dr lector Dr. Lecter. 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 Dude, I literally, I was like, 
I was saying, I was like, well, if you can hear me, you better say something because you're about to hear me piss. And as soon as I said that, you were like, question is, is he taking a piss? Or... So I'm, I'm standing in there trying to piss and laughing the whole time because I was like, dude, we spend too much time around each other. <laughs> Like, we haven't done one of these in, like, a month. We haven't even been in person in, like, three-plus months. And I'm like, still, here it is. We're saying, no, man. Uh, uh, Dude. Nothing's better when you're trying to piss than... (laughs) Oh, no, see, that was... was that was okay funny. It was more you saying, now the question is, is he taking a piss? You should know it's not dropping a dude yeah, because that yeah. takes way too long. Or having a wank, which that would take too long. So you need, anyway. be- you need better skills, Jake. Uh anyway. <laughs> no, it's because having a wank is boring, dude. That's, I just get bored. <laughs> anyway. All right. Fuck, I forgot. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm putting this on here just because of it was a choice. It was a choice that was made. And I. Uh, oh, God, what was his name? I. Uh, who directed I. Uh, I. Uh, Azkaban. Uh, Alfonso. Cuaron. Alfonso Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> Alfonso Caron. Alfonso yeah. Rivera. No. <laughs> okay. It's just one scene that is always playing in my mind constantly because it's super fucking creepy. It's like, you knew my mother? Oh, yeah. I knew your mother. It's like, I'm sorry, uh, Remus? Remus? Um, Mr. I was in Dragonheart, Remus? Um, the, the fuck was that? Um, you, don't, you don't tell a child that you knew his mother in a way that all but guarantees that you fucked. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that one was very, very bad. Because like in the book, it's they barely knew his mom. They only knew his mom because you know of of James, and yet, not saying she like she was a bad person. It's just or like you know they didn't vibe. It's just she was ancillary. All right. Yeah. He would take them in the divorce. All right. Yeah. So to have Remus like, oh, buddy, oh man, did I know your mama. Oh, she was there man, for me. All the when... stories I could tell. Oh boy, your she was mother. there for me at my yeah. lowest points. And oh blah, 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 blah. man, yeah. <laughs> I can still smell her in the air. It's like I'm sorry, Mr. Lupin, Mr. Lupin, Mr. RJQ Lupin, um, the third Esquire. No, sir, no, absolutely not. No, goodbye, sir. I need an adult, a separate adult from the adult that's here. I need a, I need a third adult to act as arbiter because we need <laughs> we need a buffer here sir <laughs> it was such a it's it's it may be the only ironic one on here because it's there solely because it's bad yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was it, a choice was made all right the, the choice was done poorly they chose poorly but a choice was made <laughs> okay so number nine so i have that's what she said. Uh, I have. I'm sorry. I have Harry versus Voldemort. Voldemort in the graveyard in Goblet of Fire. Ah. Like 
I should probably include like his big soliloquy as part of that also like him telling the story like to the it's more like he's just talking out loud and he's not even he's really... expecting to be playing he's expecting to it being a stupid child <clears throat> he didn't expect his fucking death eater to actually teach this kid how to defend against yeah. him which that was the dumbest thing in the world there i mean that was dumb that was dumb that hercule perot's son did because in the movie, he looks more like Hercule Poirot than like what's what's it crab, uh what's his name, uh, Crouch Crouch yeah Barty Crouch he looks yeah. like Hercule Poirot all right he does he worked his little gray cells to figure out that Moody was his son, <laughs> <laughs> but that was dumb on fake Moody's part that was dumb yeah. on David Tennant's part <laughs> yeah but no there with that scene and then with them doing the duel and you know cedric and the old man and his parents all like popping out and i mean they did a fairly good representation in the movie like it's it's a it's a decent representation i mean of course but it's, it's not, not as be... good right i mean that's the least egregious of goblet of fire but um yeah with all of that it's that that first opportunity of them actually going at it and the hair the whole thing with harry hiding and voldemort saying you know at least your father was man enough to you know stand and face me like a man and all that shit and you know harry kind of getting the ball but he did he turned into him. a deer and attacked him <laughs> isn't that what happened but, he turned into a deer and jumped at him so. i could have sworn it was so. like he turned he he told them to get upstairs and he transformed to stop him i don't think so oh well uh but yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put a 0.5 here because okay. it uh must <clears throat> needs be remarked on because you said you know the least egregious of of uh of goblets sins the movie right <clears throat> the book isn't without its sins either because at least the movie let Neville actually do something. Yeah. Like Neville actively fucking bringing about that shit instead of it being a point to Dobby. Harry's fucking problem with not asking for help. Like the fact that, you know, you put all these, it felt so much like in uh, when you're writing something and you completely forgot about something you wrote. So then you had to fucking explain it away instead of just going back and rewriting that bit. But, but you need Dobby for later, for like later on in the story, in case you want to use him, you got to remind him because it's been like three, it's been two books since he was there. So, you know, you got to do something, but nah, I really, I like the fact that Neville finally did something. So my actual yeah. nine <clears throat> is the exact opposite. I think, what was your second one? I believe uh, your first or second or no, one of the ones you actually cut. It's the movie version of the final duel. I'm sorry, the book version mm. of the final duel, because you said you like yeah. the movie version better. No, not of the final duel. No, I like the book version. I thought, better oh, I thought you said movie. you liked the whole of the actual duel. Uh, I hate. I hated the movie. No, duel. I love the duel in the book. The, the duel the, in the book is the duel in the book is great because the point of it was all these. He was told and shown multiple times that he will fail. He was told every time. Tom Riddle could make a choice. 
he chose hubris every fucking time. And it's shown you every time he fucking appears. And of course, he actively looks him in the eye and says, bitch, that wand ain't yours. It's Malfoy's and I disarmed Malfoy. So the question isn't whether or not it'll listen to you or me. The question is, will it listen to me? Because it doesn't know I disarmed Malfoy. The question had nothing to do with you, Tom. The question is nothing about you, except maybe would it actually hurt me? Because that could also explain why the killing curse didn't kill him the first time. Because why would a killing curse not work, period? But if yeah. he owned the wand, the wand would not kill him. That makes sense. That would that, make sense and... that the wand would not kill him because he technically owns it because he disarmed his former master. Or could it be the fact that he looked him in the eye while he had this semi-sentient wand saying, I disarmed Draco Malfoy, the guy who owns that. This is his wand. It's like, oh shit, that is my dude. So it, he told him constantly. And the whole point of the story was that Riddle always put too much stock in in legend and lore and legend and lore is nothing but bombastic story mm-hmm. but at the end of the day <clears throat> he was killed by a, by a disarming spell just one fucking round just whap done it's over and tom riddle dies as a footnote in history that is the greatest fucking end to someone who cares so much about legacy the ending of your life is half a tweet yeah the end that's that is genuinely good writing and everybody who acts like it's such a cop-out no it isn't it actively when you when you look a character in the eye and say if you try this you will die and they die that's not foreshadowing that's that's telling someone a thing that will happen. All right. Yeah. He, it is such a good, it's, it's the ending I wanted. I had yeah. to go through a giant Same. book of shitty slog <clears throat> to get to a really fucking good non-climax of an ending because that is how the greatest evil should die through their own hubris and stupidity. Yeah. Now, I do things. like the way I worded that half a tweet. His yeah. death is half a tweet. <laughs> Two things. One, Harry calling him Tom. Oh, yeah, the whole time. Pull it. He's you know he did that solely because he was like, okay, I know this is gonna get him because it fucking got him when Dumbledore did it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm watch it. Watch it. I'm gonna call this motherfucker Tom. I'm gonna do it. Tom. Oh, I did it, bitch. I did it. (laughs) Oh shit! I had a second point, and now I'm sorry. Who was it? Um, no, it was something that you had said. Um, it was, it was something to do with the hubris. I can't remember what it was, but uh, there was something that you said that, uh, every time kind he of had kicked a choice, he chose hubris. Well, and it's not necessarily that. What was it? Um, shit. What was I going to say? <laughs> But no, that one of the things that I have always loved about that ending is him always calling him Tom and how Harry did no he no longer had that connection to Voldemort, but he still knew Voldemort well enough to know when Voldemort was going to attack. 
And Voldemort still did not know Harry well enough. Like the dude, it it really is such a fantastic ending. He is man. The personification of a he is a man who is the personification of a uh, Jewish rite of passage. He is named Hugh Briss. We call him Tom, but his real name is Hugh. Hugh Briss. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, all all the t- Oh, fuck. How about that? OK, there we oh, go. can you hear me? OK, good. Yep. I might have to switch out my mic, uh, get a new mic sometime. But nah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so what's your final? Okay. So I kind of cheated because I couldn't choose for the final. So there's a 10A and 10B. Now, to let you know, at for 10B, I actually had Harry's first visit to Diagon Alley. But I marked that out. And so that... It was super yeah. fucking whimsical as hell. Yes. So 10A is Harry and Luna at Slughorn's party. Really, that it's was Harry... Fun. That was Harry so and Luna, fun. Harry and Luna in general is such a wonderful um uh what's the word? Platonic. Yes. Like they have such a perfectly platonic relationship. And, and once he once once in uh in order, once he realized that half the stuff that she talks about isn't crazy, you know, because she's the only other person who can see the Thestrals. So, yeah, it's it's so great. The fact that, you know, you can just have you can have that like, you're like OK, she's got my back. She's got my back. She's yeah, she's going to say some weird shit and I'm going to fucking roll over here laughing. But it's less going to be at, at her and more because like, man, she's half a step away and everybody is just so off put. Like, it's great. Yeah. I want to go to the, I want to <clears throat> go to this fancy party with somebody who's just so fucking funner than all of you shit beards. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my 10A. That's a good 10. That's a good 10. So 10B, I had to, I had to make this one 10B because, I mean, it's not really discussed or covered in the movie, but Harry and Remus in Deathly Hallows, you have to have the, the two bookends, right? So, oh, him him showing up to Grimmauld Place. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, because so, this thing's acting up. Him, so him fucking Harry, nearly getting attacked. Yeah. In Grimald Place, and then <laughs> Remus showing up to Bill and Floor's house. Yes. Like, those two moments between those two people um, are, it, it's just so phenomenal, dude. Um, and it shows. It, it shows like for as much as everyone, of course, where everyone says he's just like his dad, he's really not. He's like not Harry, because he actually Harry fucking, has zero chill. <laughs> no, yeah, he he fucking did what needed to be done. He told him, "You fucking piece of shit, you fucking piece of shit." If if I found out my parents chose to abandon me, I'd fucking bring him back with a stone just to kill him myself. Fuck you, dude. Like he just yeah. fully dips in on him. It's like, well, I'm glad you're gonna be dead. Like, yeah, I'm glad your kid's not going to know you, man. Like, fuck off. Like, that. Yeah. he got really pissed off in a way he that, you know, raw, he dude. didn't realize that someone acted absolutely would get pissed off in that way in that instance. Yeah. <clears throat> so good, dude. My 10 is also weird. 
is very weird because it's okay. not about the book series. It's not about the movie series. It's not about Pottermore. It's not about the shit that we've done with them. No. It's the very Potter musicals. Just a, a, a fucking uh, theater troupe that was going to, I think it was University of Michigan. They made a a musical about Harry Potter about his second year and it's fucking hilarious and it started an entire theater troupe that's going on to this day i've been watching their shit since like 2017 it's fucking hilarious it's fucking great i love everything they've put on like they've done a a batman musical they've done i i really wish i could find a recording of the lord of the rings musical but it's just so goddamn snappy and funny and <clears throat> they call they they call it some really good attention to like how weird the story is in it and yeah it's it's fucking amazing it is a great little uh you can always find them on youtube you can just search uh star kid team star kid on youtube and because <clears throat> the actress they got playing fucking draco malfoy is fucking hilarious but it's just so much fun and i've gotten into so many things like i'll sit down and watch like a couple of their musicals a week even though i've seen them all like 80 times it's so it's just it's just something that really just the fans the like what fans can do with this with this uh with this uh franchise and what they have done and what they will always do it's just a blast to watch. And yeah, my 10th is not Harry Potter itself. It's shit that the community has made of it. And yeah, it's great. Which the that's end. a good one because I did. <clears throat> I I love um well no, I had to take that back. So I listened to Mugglecast before Aloha Mora, which both of them were all, all part of the that was Potter Pod. Was um MuggleNet. Uh, the website MuggleNet, both of them came from that. But I started out with uh, with MuggleCast um, before Alohomora because Alohomora they did the they basically did a chapter by chapter reread of the whole series, um, which was really good. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed Alohomora just because you know anytime you can have people talk about a single chapter for an hour or hour and a half, it's kind of impressive, you know um and i know we're coming up on a couple of hours now so i just kind of want to burn through these that i didn't um that i didn't put on my list or that were edits um so dumbledore's candor in goblet after cedric's death especially in the movie like to me that's the best like michael gambon acting in all of the movies and the worst direction he was one. ever given was also in that one yes. <laughs> Though like, his acting in Half Blood asked, Prince, whenever he's drinking the stuff, is still really good too. Oh God, it's so good. But yeah, no, the did you put your name the like, He strolled up to Harry calmly and asked, or he asked calmly, "Did you put your name in the goblet?" <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wait, well, no, I'm sorry, Jake. There's another ten. There's another 10. There's a 10 2 for me. There's a 10 2. Okay. All right. We got Yuna and Guns fucking singing J pop. All right. This is my 10 2. 
It is. It is. It is. It is Voldy Firestein. I love Voldy Firestein. It's Voldy Firestein, it, dude. Or <sighs> or or Voldy. <laughs> it's just the boy. He did the boy. Voldy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's those it's those moments. Voldy Firestein and Voldy. Dude, like seriously, our uh. That Some of our past great. Harry Potter stuff was so good, was especially good. that fanfic. That fanfic was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, they edited it too many times since then, so I don't know where we stopped technically yeah. on the thing. Yeah. So it was hard trying to fucking do the next chapter. Yeah, I get it. Um, okay, so what did I leave off? So Harry at Diagon Alley in Azkaban, where basically he was staying there at the um, at the Leaky Cauldron and just kept hanging out in Diagon oh, Alley. I so do cool. I do have one negative part about Diagon Alley. Okay, its name is diagonally. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until this year. When there was a uh, a dropout, one of their Dimension Twenty seasons, I actively gave Red a fucking of a month of this so I can make her watch it. It was uh, <clears throat> basically four Americans get tapped to go to a very special wizard school in England that is that is legally distinct from a very specific uh, franchise, but in the world that that franchise exists. So they're dealing with a magic community that just is trying to stop use the word muggle. And because they're kind of realizing that, oh, fucking people actually know what's going on here. And they're just fucking releasing books, bitch. Uh, That place is called Verticali. (laughs) And also, instead of a fucking sorting hat, Jake, they have a confirmation dais. (laughs) <laughs> that is the smartest joke i'll send you the link to the first episode so you can watch it jake the first fucking hour i rewatched so many times it took about two and a half hours to watch that's how funny it was Dang. but <clears throat> yeah just that just the, on episode two and i was like i'm sorry did you just call this a confirmation dais this is that's too clever that's too clever. I love this. <laughs> I love that fucking show. It's called Misfits and Magic. I'll send you the link to it. I want okay. you to watch it this weekend, please. Okay. <clears throat> um, let's see. So Azkaban, I already said the starting DA with, you know, all of that. Uh, the series Half Wink I mentioned. Dumbledore's got style, but really Kingsley in general. Uh, I'm going I'm going to personally say the movie version was better on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Like Dumbledore's got style. style. Love it. Uh, Sirius's will I already mentioned. And then one final thing, Bob. The best thing possibly that came out of all eight movies. What? Tell of the Three Brothers. Oh, fuck yes. That scene in the movie was so good. And it's still so good. I watched it last night and I'm like, oh, oh. Dude, it is it's so phenomenal. Phenomenal. Which is crazy. It's like, how does that become the really the best part? Well, I don't know if I would put it above the 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 Dumbledore Voldemort duel, but uh uh, oh no, of that entire that was the best part of the entire movie, entire series. It's tied, in my opinion, with the fucking duel. No. Three-way tie. Three-way tie. Three-way tie. 
Oh yeah, because the bridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would agree that those are the three best three scenes. Best scenes in the movies. In all the movies, yep. So good. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And three so very I, I, different scenes. Yep. And it's funny because the tale of the three brothers I had kind of forgot about until I was watching it last night and I was like, that's Oh, I'm gonna so have to write good. that. Yeah. Down. So that's that's the list, Bob. All right, y'all. I was gonna do a fucking segment of emails. I got it, I got the email set up on this on my new computer just for that, but we've been at this a while. Yeah, it's so, already been almost two hours. Brandon, so. it has been about a month and a half since Jake, I'm pretty sure the clip the the Jeremy's, I'm pretty sure they released two episodes in the span of our gap of episode. Yep, they have. We because they just released another one yesterday. I haven't listened to it yet. We I haven't either. It's sad. <laughs> we got to start. I I know. I bit of me. I uh, was I was going to do some weeb episodes as well, which I, I fully understand. Nobody else likes that shit, but it's fun for me. Okay, yeah. and I pay the upload fee, so fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had to, I had yep. to make sure to, I got to do it again. What? My card info was taken again. So I have to fucking add a new card to it. It. Damn. Yeah. Bullshit is what it is. I don't know what the fuck's causing it. I make a point. Like now I make a point. I only use my credit card information the to set it up on my computer, my new computer, make sure all my, sh all my blockers are on when I do it. And then I wipe my fucking shit. <laughs> Yeah. So I have no idea how it happens, but anywho's, yeah. I don't know what I was saying. Oh yeah. Uh, that's about going to do for this episode of Brothers Quarrel. Uh, Jake, tell them where they can get at us. Oh wait, I forgot to I forgot Fuck to give me. shout outs. I for no thank you. I forgot all the shout outs for the the uh, Alohomora folks like act, like actually engaging with us. I forgot to uh, to totally He's give using all the, the credit. Bus. Hold on, let me see. Okay, so of course, uh, my brother-in-law Eric, uh, finding out about the Order of the Phoenix and the admiration his parents and others who, and uh, you know that feeling of general like proud and admiration of the whole thing. Um, that's one. Let's see. So where is it? So Allison, oh, here we go. So, uh, Allison Sigrid mentioned, uh, loving Harry's first Patronus, which is a good one. Um, the moment in Half-Blood Prince that Hermione refers back to Sorcerer's Stone. You told us, uh, we could leave once and reaffirms that she and Ron will always be by Harry's side. That is, that is a really good moment. Uh, partial to the moment in DH where Harry decides not to act in the forest again. So of course the forest again, so good. Um, my uh my good buddy seth she uh she said that her favorite molly weasley moment when she yells at them through the mail so whenever she sends the howler that's what it is uh or when ron has to wear his ancestors robes to the yule ball which is a really good one um Let's see, Mr. Alex, Eric Skoll mentioned career advice, which I'm so disappointed that I forgot about that chapter in Half-Blood Prince because that's like a great McGonagall versus Umbridge 
chapter. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah, it was in order, not half blood. I did say order. Oh, I thought you said yeah. half blood. I'm, I'm pretty sure I you said half blood. Oh. <clears throat> Um, uh, no, I thought I said, anyway, um, let me see. One of us is wrong and I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Seth also said, uh, Harry's first Christmas at Hogwarts, like just him being so excited of having actual presents is just so tragic. Uh, No, I think he was shocked at the presents. He was excited about having food, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is even more tragic. She's <laughs> like, oh, honey, you're a fucking Tumblr thread waiting to happen. <laughs> oh, shit, Bob. Um, let me see. I know that there were some more in here, so I'm just trying to find them all. Let's see. So. So Kat Miller, she had said, uh, of course, Luna is amazing, which we all agree with. Uh, The Lost Prophecy, uh, she says, is the best chapter. So I feel obligated to include Harry's intense pain in that moment. Lost Prophecy is real. I mean, obviously, I overlooked it because that previous chapter of the only one he ever feared kind of overshadows lost prophecy, i will say but... in the book they there's a lot more to it and it's really yes. amazing but yes. what they did in the movie was nice and tight was well done and yeah. tight all right it, granted you didn't get creepy baby man all right you didn't get fucking uh uh baby huey the death knight okay you didn't get that going on but you did get and you also didn't get ron's awakening to a new fetish but uh his tentacle moment um (laughs) (coughs) but you did you did get a really just well shot well executed well just a tight seam right um let's see also harry's first patronus lesson with lupin uh she just said it's really touching which that's a really good um like again it's that um it's it's like taught well well i like that because he's being taught really well he's being taught well but it also shows where lupin and sirius like they both they both fill in these different roles for harry right that a, that a parent would so that you have serious to idolize for being cool and then you have like the guiding hand to show you yes yes and it's the idolatry it's, and the teaching yes um and she also mentions when dobby is freed you know that's always a good one because we've already had that discussion yeah well, jason isaacs is just so good oh god i loved seeing this little scene where he actually like uh, a deleted scene where he actually hit fucking harry and then he immediately went into like oh no my child my sweet child i am so sorry <laughs> it was so cute when it's just like in the movie where he says well let us hope that mr potter will always be around to save the day and he's like don't worry I will. And that was totally improvised. Like that was not in the script. And that was Daniel Radcliffe just being in the moment, nice. especially as that like was, a that 13 was, year old That was kid. Jason Isaacs doing what a veteran actor should. He, yes. he tossed up a good, like he set up a good rapport and then he fucking just 
gave him a nice little underhanded lob to see what he would do and he and he fucking yeah. connected well and he that's the thing is really so well. apparently in the script it was just like you know you'd have the zoom in on harry but harry didn't originally say anything and whatever reason in the moment yep. daniel radcliffe was like don't worry i will be no no i fully i fully expect it's so because good. isaac fucking gave him that uh that the way he was acting gave him that uh that confidence to be able to add something to it it's yeah, because every time I've seen Jason Isaacs, moment someone hits cut, he like it's seriously a one-two. Like he always plays like the biggest bitches. He's like the Aiden Quinn for but for villains. Okay, <laughs> oh, Aiden Quinn is always the slimy asshole yeah. who technically isn't a villain but should be. But no, Jason yep. Isaacs is that, but he knows he's a villain. Every fucking role he plays, he does that. So good, and dude. he like the moment it's cut, it's just like fucking just mask off let's have fun baby all right and jake if our dear viewers also have and i just want to say like thank to, you okay. to all them i just yes. wanted to say thanks to to allison and kat and eric for both eric's and seth uh just everyone who engaged in that that was awesome i was not yeah. expecting that and it was kind of a slow day there in the office and <laughs> waiting for it stuff and it just kind of well kind of made my day if our dear viewers would also like to engage where about could they get at us? You can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, a capital Q. Podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, uh, I was going to put the Draco Malfoy hug on there, too. <laughs> just because it was so awkward that just like, yes. <laughs> My nails have not dried yet, but let's go on. Draco Malfoy. Tell me. Draco. That's funny. That's funny. Do you like yeah. Greco-Roman wrestling? <laughs> That's funny, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You can There's also email uh... brotherscoral at gmail.com. Yep. Can I... Catch us, uh, catch us wherever you you get podcasts, except for uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, it's the only thing I haven't set it up on because that costs money. Money I'm yeah. not paying. Yep. Jake wants Neither to do it. Jake can fucking do it. I'm done. Nope. I pay enough goddamn money. Shit. Nope. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Nah. All I ain't right. Do it. Well then, if that's all we have on. It. We have on uh, task for today. That. That's about it. Yeah. That would be all. I can't remember how the exact wrap up, but I've already done. That's about going to do it. We here at uh, Village Coral yeah. would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude, James Potter. <laughs> Your drapes are atrocious. I'm out of cadaver. I'm out of cadaver.